There's only one person standing between you and your goals and that one person is right in front of you in your mirror. I heard this really interesting quote from our guest speaker of this episode. So, let's dive into this episode and see what we have got for you. This is Ishani Nigam. I am a recent graduate from the University of Melbourne with a Master's in Marketing and Communication and I'm tuning right in from Melbourne, Australia. I help entrepreneurs, businesses, individuals, anyone who would like to create a good audiovisual content and especially help with podcasting, voiceovers and if you're looking out for someone to help you with that, I'm right here. And welcome to my first step ever podcast for graduates and young professionals across the globe to help you take your first step towards your goal Welcome on my first step ever my ninjas my friends with each episode we try to bring a successful individual the stories that we can listen to be inspired about and learn a bit more about different areas of career and with this successful story comes their great motivation resilience and lot more other learnings through the failures or mistakes that they have made in their life because that is a constant and that's something that we should be learning from our own mistakes and also from people around us so Please join me in welcoming Isha Chopra all the way from Canada who is the director of strategy and marketing of Toronto Business Development Center. Hi Isha, thank you so much for joining us on my first step ever podcast. Thank you Ishani, thank you for having me. It is a pleasure because so far whoever I had the opportunity to invite and you know speak with they have left us with great wisdom and experiences but they have been entrepreneurs keynote speakers professionals but today I think I'm so excited to chat with you because you are someone who has helped a lot of other entrepreneurs you have nurtured them you have shown them the way pre and post startup funding and you have really spearheaded a lot of programs acceleration programs and a lot of free investment funding programs for entrepreneurs across different geographies at present you help people understand the job market and the startup product, product market in canada which is amazing so i'll give a very quick background about isha chopra who is our guest speaker today isha chopra is passionate about creating a comprehensive ecosystem for entrepreneurs that create a positive impact on the overall global economy and which is so so very essential at this changing and very uncertain time and i think startups and entrepreneurs who are creating jobs are really really doing a very good good help to a lot of other people who are really in the need of employment but as as i say that they are also very skilled people who are yet not getting the opportunity to showcase their skills and you are a very resourceful professional with a and with the vision to help entrepreneurs bridge that gap between aspirations and reality and i think that is the whole crux you know when a entrepreneur a young person who has this fire and vision but really don't know how to go to that to that other side and that's where when you come in and i think you have helped a number of people from what i understand and i've read about your journey 
I see that you're very passionate about especially helping women find their feet in different industries through entrepreneurship and awfully develop the interest of helping startups who are moving towards sustainability and from that perspective. So why did you choose to, uh, you know, kind of nurture entrepreneurs uh, rather than being an entrepreneur? What, how do you develop this interest? Uh, thank you. I think that's, that's an interesting question. And thank you so much for uh, making my introduction look even better and bigger. Um, so uh, I think I developed entrepreneurship related interest while I was still in university. And I studied in the United Kingdom for a, about five years. And at that stage, I started to feel that, you know what, though I'm studying finance, is this something for me? And we came up with multiple ideas around fintech and, you know, let's figure out how it is going to work. Is this going to be compatible for Indian laws? Is it compatible for something that I can do in UK? And as an international student, that is something which is always a question because you're not a permanent resident of the country. You still would go back with that idea. And is this idea going to be viable after my studies is always the question. So I did go back with a couple of ideas and uh, did try to apply it. And again, you know, just like any problem that entrepreneur would face, it's, it's always about funding. So I did not apply them further, but I took a, take, took a job at that stage when I moved back to India after completing my master's degree. Um, and at that stage, I realized that this is something I want to keep doing. So in my first job that I took in India was with Thapar University. This was the Chandigarh campus. And the students were passionate about doing a lot of things. And that's when I could apply my learnings and the exposure of United Kingdom to India and start, sort of start creating student-run ventures which are supporting the community within the college or university. And at the same time, they're putting in a lot of entrepreneurial spirit to the entire thing. And it's, of course, bigger sort of an idea is to support the community while you're in that community in the university. So that was the idea. And that's where I actually started. And I also, I think, like any good student, participated in a lot of business challenges, a lot of entrepreneurial events. And yes, at that stage, you know, only thing that in my mind was, yes, I'm going to be the next big entrepreneur with billions in my pocket. That's never the reality. I learned it quite fast. But the next step that I took was even more crucial, which was moving with IM Bangalore with their biggest incubator in India, which is NSR Cell. It's the oldest in the country. And that was, I would say, the, quite a learning experience in my entire journey. And this was back in 2016 when I started with them, with the first cohort that they were doing. And again, it was, I think, an entrepreneur in me that was letting me take this big risk of working on their very first cohort of blended learning to bring in women entrepreneurs. And blended learning was great because it was offline and online. The biggest challenge that women said was, look, we cannot be in the campus for two months, leaving my family, my children, or whatever I'm already doing. I'm already in a job. I don't know if I should leave it. It's my safety net. So I think all those things were answered with it. So yes, I think that's, that's where all, it all started. And it's lovely to see and you know, kind of feel the spirit that you had since that, but it, since that time when you were young and you were in your college days. I think, as you mentioned, that being a part of community, you also wanted to kind of help to you know, help the community progress, which I that kind of stuck when you were saying it. That stuck to my mind, which is a very very great quality and a, a vision that you also had for other people to help them grow as well. It is always very important to, even if you are furthering your career, how can you help other people along with you? Because once the whole community you know goes to a certain level, the the standard of living and 
and and the satisfaction quotient everything kind of increases on that level so you always had a very broad vision vision for uh, you know on a global scale or maybe at a national scale which is a very very great quality now that because we have you over here and i'm very excited to go a little bit deeper into your thought process uh, since most of the audience today who are listening to us are young graduates young professionals aspiring leaders across the globe i want us to go back to that phase while you were doing your masters and bachelors so that's where you have developed the interest so can you take us through that first uh, if you remember the first opportunity that came while you were in your college what was going through your mind and how did you did you have to really push yourself to say come on let's give it a try it's okay if you're feeling you know scared but let's just give it a try or you were all okay with that and just went ahead so the first thing that i think i came across which really uh, boosted my entrepreneurial spirit even high up was something which was called academic board so academic board back in coventry university where i studied both my bachelor's and masters they were always passionate about listening to student insights and i was on that board and being selected for the board and talking a lot more about entrepreneurship as a subject because it was very much a subject back then for me when i started that was interesting you know whatever i was studying in my bachelor's or in my masters later on it was all applied there so be it finance marketing whatever we were discussing about we were literally applying it in day in day out but more than that i think what was really picking up and this is early 2010s and at that stage it was more that people were starting to think about the impact more than just for profit businesses and while i say impact impact doesn't have to be non profit right it can be for profit you can still give back you can still be mindful about the nature and the climate and everything else and still do whatever you're doing of course when i say climate it's it's not just the climate as an environment it is the environment of a business because if you start a fintech company so all those thoughts started to build up at that stage and i th- i still remember very fondly i was selected for student union head so i was heading student union of my campus for both my bachelor's and masters and it was in a row without elections i was just i think first elections i won second elections never happened because they thought i was the obvious choice at that stage and that felt good because this was all coming from the insights that i shared with my co-participants or the colleagues or acquaintances while in university right and i think it's it's also depending on the exposure that we've all had so i had moved from a town of punjab now to london biggest economy one of fondest ones that people want to be in in the world made a lot of sense for me to experiment new things but you know at same times that me which is somebody rightly mentioned to me that there is nobody else between your success but the person in the mirror you know so i was always judging myself much more on those perspectives at that stage that i have a choice of being an investment banker do i really want to go back and start the impact again and i was doing well i was second in my class it was absolutely fine i was academically doing pretty sound but one of the key decisions that i took at that stage was look you know i can do investment banking after few years too i will make slightly less money okay slightly is a bad word a lot less money than an investment banker would uh, while planning to do this impact and that's why i wanted to go back to india join an academic institution and sort of build the entrepreneurship thing in there but what i got when i came back was not exactly that but yes the role that gave me enough time and capacity to do those things which was great for me right and that's what i wanted to do in the first place 
And in two and a half years, it was great to see the impact in that particular area, especially that there were young kids. Of course, you know, MBAs is 21, 22 in India. My average class age was about 35 to 36 while I was in London because it was all around banking. And most of the bankers came from uh, your land, Australia and Hong Kong and, you know, different parts of the world to make a cohort. So now I had a lot of classmates who could really help me build that network. And that is one of the things that I would call upon all the listeners to also do is that please fall upon your network reach out to your network. One of the key things in entrepreneurship is networking. No matter where you are in the world, I have not met my colleagues. uh, Most of them I studied with in London for what, X number of years now. It's it's definitely more than eight years since I met the last person from my cohort. We are in touch. We do Zoom calls. It is so easy to be in touch these days. But even more required is ask for help. Ask when you need something. Reach out to people. There's nothing wrong in saying, hey, I'm looking for this sort of a supplier in manufacturing a device. Would you know somebody, you know, especially if you have friends who know such people, reach out to them, you know. I think MBA is the best place to do networking. The only thing that I remember from my MBA is my cohort and networking. So other things, five quarters or pestles and swats, I think there's enough time for you to learn that while you're on job too. That sounds very, very intriguing, the journey that you took. I want to highlight that phase where you mentioned while you were in your university, when you got the chance, you really made the most out of it and you experimented. That's when you started nurturing uh, entrepreneurs and you started mentoring other students. And that's when you realized that is also something that you enjoy besides being an investment banker going further. And then I think you had that choice whether you want to pursue being an investment banker then and there just after graduation or would you like to, you know, go towards making an impact, as you mentioned. So I think it's a very, very interesting situation that you were in. A lot of us are in that situation at time and again in our life. And it is always a decision that we make. It is always from that point of view where we are standing, what is the what is our right and what is our wrong? That That is all that matters. So thank you for sharing your story and what led you to make those decisions. And we can clearly see where you are now because that has helped a lot of other people, entrepreneurs in India and now in Canada, people coming all the way from the globe to Canada and, you know, make making a start or developing their products or expanding the market over there. So I think we have got a very, very learned and knowledgeable person to help anyone who wants to be in this particular, in Canadian market. Yeah, so from that very important topic that you brought up was networking, which has time and again been brought up in each and every episode when we discuss this with every individual who has come here and which is so, so important. I wanted to now go to the entrepreneurship phase. Like, since you have helped a lot of people uh, and listeners who are here, they're very young. And if they're starting out, they're starting at a very, very, at a stage where it's a very volatile and a lot of things go wrong. You have to experiment a lot. So for example, if you have to give them some tips or maybe if you would like to tell us that if there is an entrepreneur who's wanting to launch, how do you help them? Or what sort of a journey you have seen from other entrepreneurs that what do they do right and what do they do wrong? Yeah, I've seen both. And I've conducted some sort of research for my white papers as well, since I'm passionate about researching in this area too. One of the key things is, unlike you know a decade before when there were not as many incubator programs or accelerators and other support systems available, now it is. 
So I think a lot of incubators, be it Y Combinator in US or be TBDC in Canada or be their different ones, WeWorks and others in Australia. So, you know, I think the best thing at this stage for any early stage entrepreneur is ask for help. Go enroll for one of those programs. There's so much resources available online. You don't want to pay for a program. It's okay. You know, you don't have to invest in a program. You can always do it online. There's tons of resources available for free. And I think a lot of sense comes in that picture. For example, if somebody's starting without a business model canvas in place, very likely they're not sure about their own challenges that they're planning to face. They might think, okay, finance is my problem. Might not be. They might not have even analyzed the product enough. You know, they've not figured out the product market fit. If you're selling in Australia and you choose a product which is not friendly to the people there or not many uh, customers already for it, you've not done your market research 100%, I don't think it would work. And when people say, oh, I'm MBA, I've completed my master's degree, I don't think I need to do business model canvas, I can just go ahead and launch my product. I think that's good to be confident, but that's overconfident and there's a thin line between those two. The best thing to do is any entrepreneur, you want to begin, start with a lean canvas. It is not rocket science. There's so many Google, just Google the resource and say lean canvas and you would find tons of resources there. Fill that out for yourself and be very honest while doing that. I would say be honest to yourself. Doesn't mean you will take it negative in your stride that, oh, let me think that I will only get five customers in first month. No, set yourself targets and try to achieve those. And this is what I think I've learned all through the programs that I've been running since 2016 now. And my programs have seen, so you'll be shocked to see for this particular podcast, I was calculating yesterday, how many entrepreneurs have actually been engaged through my program so far that I've been heading. It's 20,000 women entrepreneurs. And I'm not talking about entrepreneurs. All of them don't even come with a degree. You guys are blessed to have two or three degrees already by the time you start, which means you have a lot of research and study that you've already conducted behind that particular domain if you're taking up finance and you're studying finance as well. So it's, it's pretty seamless. I've had entrepreneurs who have just passed their 12th class, which is equivalent of level A's usually uh, outside India, and they're doing good revenues. You know, They are in revenues of close to a million now. And at the same time, I've worked with entrepreneurs who are PhDs, and they are also doing almost similar revenues. So it is definitely about knowing your product, knowing your customer. And time and again, it's always about listening to your customer. So those are a few things that I've always got back from the people who are really doing it. But trust me, the journey can be lonely. You can have your colleagues who are making X amount as a job in McKinsey's and in KPMG's and all the best places that they want to be in. And at the same time, you might still be struggling to, you know, sell it to first five customers or first hundred customers. But that's the journey that you have to choose on. And once you choose it, just be patient and stay focused. And I think that is something which will help you to stay passionate about what you were also doing. And not necessarily everybody's going to be fond of your product or your service in the first go, but it's on you how you take it in your stride. 
Absolutely amazing. If I would like to just summarize that, what you've just mentioned for our listeners, that first and the foremost thing is that ask for help. And I think that is an amazing tip and advice that you can give to anyone because we often are wired such a way that we feel that if we are asking for help, that is that we are showing other person that we don't know, we do not know what we are doing. Uh, and we are like, we are making uh, ourselves look like a fool in front of others. Actually, it's the opposite way around because you have done your research. There are a few things that you would like to get help with or maybe get to know about certain things. So that's an amazing advice that you have given there, Isha. Thank you so much. The second and the third is that you mentioned know your customers and know your product. Very, very important. And very um, the most important is to be consistent and not compare yourself, which is the hardest, I would say, because in the way that we are brought up, we always have, we associate age with the success state that we should be at and once you choose the entrepreneurship journey it's never the same one has to accept that fact so thank you so much for taking us through those very important points in a very very crisp and very interesting way that you have shared with us today are you able to take us through just one example of an entrepreneur if you would like to there's some one particular story that has stood out in your career so far if you would like to share with our listeners No, absolutely. I think I can definitely pick one. And this comes from uh, one of my favorite entrepreneurs based out of Delhi. So she's the one she when she came for one of my programs for Goldman Sachs 10,000 women that I was heading for I am Bangalore. She joined that and she was really thankful, you know, so there are entrepreneurs who would be grateful for what they learn. And there would be entrepreneurs who would be grateful for the money they make. You know, it's, it's it's a personal choice. But one of the key things I think I learned from her was being grateful for what she was learning. She was the one. So the one that I mentioned that. So she told me and it really touched my heart at that stage was, you know what, by selecting me to this program, you really made change to my entire life because forget going to a college. I've never seen a college before this. And coming to I am Bangalore, which is one of the most prestigious schools to be in in India. It is really taking me to where I wish I could be. You know, that is one thing. And at the same time, I saw that women in one year, she has applied the entire business growth plan taught by the faculty at IMB to her business. And this is amazing because, of course, I cannot disclose the name and thing. I was not aware that I would be asked to share a question because I would have taken her permission before um, talking directly about her name. I'm sure she would love to hear about it as well anyways. But that is something, you know, you have to be ready for. Be ready to learn at any age. So I'm talking about a woman who's late 30s, has a child, is running the business on her own, is a sole founder of her business has started business from nothing. She was into insurance selling before she started doing what she's doing now. So I'm sure she did not have as much investment available to her. But the only thing is life made her choose that path quicker because she did not have a choice. Most of the times, one of the things that I've seen is with the entrepreneurs, and this trend has uh, repeated itself over and over again. And of course, I've worked directly with over at least 200 entrepreneurs, and I know them by name and what they do, is that the people who have made the choices and at right time. But the only question here then is, what is the right time? You know, This is that opportunity would present to you at once and you just grasp it. And that's what she did because she left, I think, some few lakhs in Indian rupees of business to come for the program in person while she was selected for it for a couple of weeks and not think that she lost that opportunity. 
because she went back and she actually made it 10x learning this thing and going back and applying it so it's, it's always about the choices that you make and of course you know don't let others judge your business because they don't really know what circumstances you are in and they would never know or want to know until you know they're part of the business so the good thing is about being an entrepreneur you can actually just do take decisions all by yourself which can be really intimidating at times but this is the scope of being an entrepreneur thank you thank you so much isha for sharing that example with us and it was a really last minute question that i threw at you but it just happened to come in my mind and uh, i i always love to share experiences and stories that could really help our listeners we i, I might get into touch with you and see if we have the permission of this amazing lady so that we could share her story if not it is still a very very good example a story that you have shared with us today and no, before- absolutely I think she would love to. Yeah, awesome. As as uh, TBC which is Toronto Development uh, Business Development Center, they help people uh, entrepreneurs and startups to set up the business in Canada market. Are you also able to take us through maybe some websites or some sort of programs which you are aware of that the young entrepreneurs or ones who's just entered in the market can actually apply? So, if it is a young entrepreneur and you're planning to just start up I would suggest you can go to actually our own website at tbdc.com if you go to the resources we have collated resources from the north america that we found useful for entrepreneurs and they're all uh, conducted online so you know you can always refer to those and another one that you could really go back if a lot of your colleagues are from india and are interested in joining incubator once they've completed their degree after going back go up to nsrcell.org that's a fabulous place to learn to because they are the pioneers in the research of entrepreneurship which is absolutely fabulous because you cannot really take next step and i think that's a problem of having a degree is we do research on every little piece we do not you know just go ahead and apply it i don't think a guy owning a small retail shop would do that much research he would just go and apply it quickly versus us we would do i think a lot of research and that's where we lose time so go ahead <laughs> still study uh keep uh, reading a lot on the entrepreneurship please do not compare your journeys with others um not any journey is going to be same at any point of time in life so um take a stride at being an entrepreneur and do let me know if you need any help from me i'm happy to coach engage advise be a mentor to any entrepreneurs who are planning to start up those are very very important places where one can start gaining information and see through how they can go ahead and also for offering your sort of mentorship and coaching for any young entrepreneurs listening to us that is interested and would like to get in touch before you leave isha can you please leave our listeners with a thought or a saying that you resonate with it is journey of necessity is a lonely one it might sound very strong at first but i have applied this for past 10 years in my life so every time you feel necessity or uh, trust me you might feel very lonely at same time but that's how it is so if you're on a journey of any necessity it is definitely going to be lonely so earlier you reflect on it and learn from this it's just going to be easier for you to move on with it well i think this episode was packed with so much information what all goes behind in an entrepreneurship journey and also about you and your motivation and you're doing really really amazing job when i first read about you in the article i was really interested to know 
how and why did you decide to be on a journey of nurturing the entrepreneurs as opposed to you know being an entrepreneur because that's what we see nowadays most so thank you isha i am really grateful that you could take out some time today for this and knowing that you're really busy so that means a lot thank you for sharing your experiences and your expertise with our listeners today and we wrap up today with yet another episode of my first step ever podcast that tells us that nothing is impossible and there are ways that you can achieve your goals if you put your mind to it so i hope you enjoyed this episode and i will see you soon with another episode next week until then if you like what you hear then you can follow this podcast on spotify apple google podcast or on anchor you can also be a part of my first step ever underscore in instagram community and if you like watching videos you can also watch the entire podcast the video on youtube channel ishad nigam so my friends and ninjas until next time i would just like to say start believing in yourself and keep believing in yourself